0: You are listening to the Teaching Connections podcast, brought to you by the Centre for Development of Teaching and Learning, CDTL, National University of Singapore. Teaching Connections is an online teaching and learning space that aims to advance discussions and share effective practices and ideas related to higher education.
1: Hello, I'm Dujipa Samarasekharan, Director, Centre for Development of Teaching and Learning, at National University of Singapore. We welcome you to this podcast with Professor Susanna Leong, Vice Provost, Master's Programs and Lifelong Education, Dean, School of Continuing and Lifelong Education. Susanna, it has been a while since you sat down with CDT-Link in our last podcast in August, 2018. Almost three years. Thank you for your time today. Back then, you shared with us on how NUS has responded to the call of our Singapore government to play an even bigger role in what we call the continuing education and training space, CET in short, to support the national movement. You were sharing with us how the NUS community has responded in a very positive manner to the call to teach CET. So, From then till now, how have we progressed? Could you share some of our accomplishments?
0: Thank you, Dujipa. It's been quite a while since my last conversation with our CDTL colleagues. And it is my pleasure to be here today. Many thanks to you and your team for this opportunity.
1: You're most welcome, Susanna.
0: The past three years have certainly been eventful, Dujipa the university has been strategically proactive in our CET efforts, as we responded to the national call you spoke about with speed and innovation. For instance, we emphasize multidisciplinary and interdisciplinary education, so our learners can thrive and deliver greater value in an increasingly complex and uncertain world. Integrative learning isn't a new academic approach at NUS. So we leverage on what's been done and expanded on it to deliver industry relevant programs. So what do I mean by this? At the postgraduate level, the university introduced the Master of Science in Industry 4.0 in 2019, when I4.0 was very much the buzzword. This innovative multidisciplinary program is jointly offered by the schools of business, Computing Science and Engineering, and the Institute of System Science, or ISS, and the School of Continuing and Lifelong Education Scale. We are seeing a very healthy increase in enrollment, and we are proud of our first cohort that graduated this year, 2021. Apart from the MSc in Industry 4.0, we also launched new multidisciplinary programs like the MSc in Venture Creation, and the MSc in Data Science and Machine Learning. Response for these programs has been very encouraging. And you know what, Dujipa? We welcome our inaugural cohort for the MSc in Digital FinTech in August this year. This self-funded master's degree is jointly offered by the NUS School of Computing and the NUS Business Group, together with the Asian Institute of Digital Finance. You see, This program aims to develop deep capabilities to support the needs of digital financial services in Asia and build the FinTech leadership pipeline in Singapore and the region. Another first for us is the Master of Arts in Arts and Cultural Entrepreneurship. Offered by the NUS Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences, this program is, in fact, the first of its kind in the region. The program integrates subjects like arts and culture with entrepreneurship, plus emerging technologies and digital expertise of the fourth industrial revolution. But Dujipa, these are not the only master's programs we offer. Those who are musically inclined can look forward to our new master of music leadership. And those keen on sustainability should look out for a new slate of programs, including a Master of Science in Biodiversity Conservation and Nature-Based Climate Solutions. In short, we offer a variety of postgraduate programs to meet the needs of industry and the interests and aspirations of our learners. But Tujipa, as you probably already know, the university doesn't just offer postgraduate programs, we have close to 400 short courses and 300 standalone modular programs on our flagship NUS Lifelong Learners and CET 500 catalog. These courses are offered by all 17 schools and faculties across NUS. Scales mandate is not only continuous education, but also lifelong learning. This means we get involved in a young person's life decisions even before they enter university. We help them better understand university education and we show them how to leverage what the university has to offer to meet their aspirations. Our young learners get the opportunity to interact with faculty from across NUS and its five residential colleges. Since 2018, the university has delivered over 150 youth programs on STEM subjects and topics like innovation, entrepreneurship, and sustainability. We also deliver programs on community leadership, healthcare, economics and trade, urban planning, as well as arts and culture. Our eager learners hail from as far away as the UK, Oman and the UAE. Closer to home, we host students from China, India, and of course, Southeast Asia, including Singapore. Besides curating and launching innovative programs, we also look into the delivery of these programs to cheaper. We want to motivate our learners and help them learn effectively by incorporating tech-enhanced learning in our CET offerings. We adopt strategies like scenario-based e-learning, gamification, and VR, to make learning relatable, relevant, and engaging. For instance, in a recent project with the Alice Lee Center for Nursing Studies, we immerse learners in an emergency room situation. Learners make decisions relating to patient care in a simulated ER setting. Such experiences give learners the opportunity to reinforce their learning through real-world applications. More recently, the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic prompted us to introduce upskilling initiatives to support job seekers, our recent graduates and alumni, during these uncertain times. Graduating cohorts can tap on the NUS Resilience and Growth Initiative to pursue CET programs to upgrade themselves while waiting for suitable job opportunities. Displaced Singaporean workers can learn in-demand and emerging skills through the SG United Skills programs. All in all, we are well poised to adapt to the changing needs of industry and our learners.
1: Looks like quite a bit has happened in a short span of time. Thinking back, what were you most proud of? There are many things we are proud of, Tushipa
0: but most important for me is the fact that we help our learners seize opportunities and fulfill their aspirations, the real impact we make in their lives. This brings to mind one of our recent graduates, Addison Bain. An alumnus of the Faculty of Engineering, he's one of the pioneers of our MSC in Industry 4.0. Through this program, Addison has gained broad perspectives of the latest technological trends and honed his skills in areas like robotic process automation. And armed with his new skills and knowledge, Addison has successfully made a career switch. Last we heard, he is a technology consultant. Stories like his keeps us going to Jipa. They motivate us to continue to provide avenues for adult learners to upskill and remain relevant at the workplace. As we curate and develop programs, we are also mindful of their accessibility. Our job is to facilitate learning in the best way possible. And we have always provided evening and weekend classes to accommodate the working professionals. Additionally, we have designed and develop flexible pathways to facilitate bite-sized learning. Learners can upskill at their own pace and stack credentials towards the executive, graduate, and specialist certificates. And all those who prefer more immediate outcomes, they can consider our professional certificates. Developed by NUS experts, these postgraduate certificates span a range of subject areas, including data science, marketing and communications, business management, public policy, engineering, and social sciences. These are areas that are in high demand across many industries. We take our role in advancing the Singapore workforce through our CET offerings very seriously to and we hold our philosophy of inclusivity close to our hearts for the working adults who aspires to upgrade and earn their first undergraduate degree, they can do so via our advanced NUS initiative, where the selection process emphasizes work experience. Let me tell you about two of our current adult learners who enrolled through this initiative. 26-year-old Iswaran Manoharan is an undergraduate at the NUS Business School. The Polytechnic graduate joined in 2020 to pursue a business degree to sharpen his business acumen and bring his newly formed logistics company to new heights. Melina Chua is another example. The 28-year-old joins our Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences after gaining six years of work experience in the education sector. Melina returns to the classroom as a
1: student to gain new skills and perspectives. Wow th- thank you for sharing that Susanna. So we are seeing a greater mix of student profile in our classroom.
0: That's right Tuchipa and we'll see more of such diverse learner profiles in the future. The beauty of this is that our young undergraduate students can benefit from the experiences of these mature learners such diversity enriches the learning experience of everyone involved. We have spoken at length about the different CT programs that the university offers. There is one more I would like to highlight, the ones that address mid-career professionals who may find themselves at crossroads as the world around them changes. Our Career Conversion Program, or CCP for short, provides opportunities in growing sectors, and transforms job roles like nursing and digital sales. One such individual is Tony Goh, who has been in the travel industry for over two decades. At the height of the COVID pandemic last year, Tony and his employer, Siam Express, took a massive
1: hit. The crisis forced the SME to transform digitally and quickly. That has been a key challenge for many of our SMEs. That is right, Jipa. With the support of his employer,
0: Tony joined NUS to learn how to leverage digital technologies and social media platforms like Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to engage with their customers. The company embraced change and has come out stronger. And we heard they are venturing into the live streaming business. We are very happy to have played a part in their success story. These success stories are made possible in part because of our close collaboration with industry and government agencies. We work together to prepare our workforce and enterprises so that they can seize opportunities in high growth areas. NUS was also appointed by the Infocom Media Development Authority, or IMDA, as the 5G and telecoms program manager. What that means is that our university, along with other IHLs, are committed to support the industry by developing 5G-related training programs for 5,000 professionals over the next three years.
1: Well, that's many new learning models and initiatives launched within a short span of two to three years. Absolutely, Dujika.
0: Industry disruption happens in the blink of an eye, and we must respond just as quickly. And the best part is, we are doing this as team NUS. All these CET initiatives we have developed and delivered could not have been possible without the support of our colleagues across the university we deeply appreciate the can-do and will-do attitude of all our collaborators. The collective effort of the NUS community has brought us to where we are today, a consistent upward trajectory across both our deep-skilling and broad-skilling programs over the past three years. We are also very grateful to our other very important stakeholders, including the Ministry of Education, Skills Future Singapore and many other government agencies. Our deep ties with key industry partners have also contributed to our learners' success stories.
1: Thank you Susanna for sharing uh, the great work. Very glad to know that we are impacting lives and building capabilities in the CET space, sharpening our soul. Indeed, we are experiencing a fast-changing world like what you have mentioned, looking ahead. Susanna, how do you envisage how jobs might look like in the next few decades and how that might shape our next stage of CT efforts?
0: Well, Jipa, looking back at how far we have come and the road ahead, it seems to me that dealing with extreme uncertainty and change is becoming a way of life. The COVID-19 pandemic shows us just how quickly our world can change. To survive and continue to thrive, we need to respond to changes with agility. At the same time, we should also recognize that where there are risks, there are opportunities. So the more uncertain the future, the harder we work to prepare our learners to capitalize on these opportunities. You know, Dujipa, I think I can safely say our work is cut out for us. With our years firmly planted on the ground and our eyes peeled for change, we gather intel to inform our future CET strategies. We consider the key drivers of change, the emerging disruptive shifts, and their confluence in reshaping the future landscape. One key driver of change that we must all make peace with is the rapid rise of smart machines. They permeate our lives as they continue to redefine human-machine interactions. They have replaced some jobs and augmented others, forcing us to confront that all important question. What can we do? that these smart machines can't. I would like to think that there are still some very highly nuanced skills like sense-making, adaptive thinking, and social intelligence that cannot be codified. And within this space, we can find a comfortable place for humans to coexist with these smart machines. And that brings me to another driver of change, data. We are living in a data-driven world where both our work and personal life demand abilities to make decisions based on insights derived from data. And we use data to design desired outcomes. And we interact with data, regardless of the industry we are in.
1: Yes, (laughs) what we eat and where we go are all becoming data. Are used to form patterns for analysis, for the good and bad, I guess.
0: Yes, that's right, Chuchipa. Throw 5G connectivity into the mix, and you'll see an explosion of possibilities in the areas of immersive experiences, mission-critical communications, and enhanced IoT applications. And some of the skill sets to accompany these developments include computational thinking, design mindset, and social intelligence, just to name a few. We are here to support our learners as they prepare themselves for this inevitable future. The impact of technological advancements on the human condition is yet another driver of change. Yeah,
1: but what about that?
0: Think about it, Chipper. The average human lifespan has increased globally you and I are expected to live well beyond our 70s, according to the latest data by
1: the United Nations. Mm, it would be nice to have those extra time, I guess, uh, if you have enough financial resources and a good health. You're right again, Chipper. As we live longer
0: and hopefully healthier lives, we must be prepared to adjust our approach to education and career. The notion of retirement may soon become obsolete as we work well into our 60s, whether by choice or circumstance. Career trajectories are no longer linear and many among us may even pursue multiple careers, prompting the need for continuing education. And that lifelong learning space is where we'll
1: continue to be, to Chipa. So looks like we are on a long and exciting ride what can we expect to see in our uh, NUS CET version
0: 2.0?
1: Broadly speaking, we
0: foresee the need for more holistic lifelong learning support for our learners. Our vision for CET 2.0 encompasses what I describe as life wide learning. We will support our learners as they achieve overall wellness as a valuable member of society. For a start, we are rolling out our 100-year live initiative comprising a series of webinars addressing the topics of digital revolution, venture creation, and personal wellness. We will focus on contemporary technical skills and critical soft skills for the highly digitized and connected workplaces of tomorrow in our webinar, addressing digital revolution. For venture creation, we address the learning needs of entrepreneurs growing their own businesses, and entrepreneurs who innovate for new products and services within their organizations. For personal wellness, we will look at learning opportunities across a broad spectrum, including personal wealth and health management, music and arts appreciation, and sustainability. These sessions will be conducted by our esteemed NUS experts and professors. We will gather feedback from participants during these sessions to better understand their lifelong learning needs.
1: Well, thank you for all the very insightful sharing, Susanna. I'm starting to think of my next few decades of life. Uh, Any closing comments for our educators and learners at this point of time? As an
0: educator, I believe we must adopt a holistic view of CET. We monitor trends, and major industry shifts to provide leadership in the broad directions of lifelong learning. But we must also remain close to the ground and stay connected to industry practitioners to better understand our learners and identify learning gaps so we can design and develop appropriate training interventions. I think ultimately we each must find meaning and purpose in what we do. As a lifelong learner myself, I say, Look within yourself to discover your personal motivation and take charge of your learning. Stay the course and nothing will stop you
1: from achieving your goals and aspirations. Thank you again, to jipa for this opportunity. That was an excellent session, uh, giving us the insights of what is happening and the future of CET at NUS. We are very grateful to Professor Susan Nandiao for spending her time with us and sharing these developments in CET at NUS. Thank you very much and thank you all for your listening.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the CDTL podcast.